Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Underrated Caring Overrated Podcast. This is episode three, part two. Again, this is a double dose episode. In the first portion, we focused on NBA free agency. In the second portion, we're going to transition into the 2019 summer music scene. And we're going to talk about a few things such as Chris Brown's Indigo album, Lil Nas X and his chart takeover, J. Cole and Dreamville's Revenge of the Dreamers 3, and we're going to do a spotlight shine on Meg Thee Stallion and the baby as they seem to be taking over this 2019 summer with their hits. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, input on the last portion of this episode as well as this portion of the episode, go ahead and leave your comments on the pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all under the handle Ruko Podcast. We already have a posting up as well, focusing on a new post that we're going to take on these websites called The First Day Out. And this is where we're going to chronicle singles, mixtapes, albums, videos, what have you, anything that's music related on its first day out, what you feel about it, how you feel about it, hot takes, cold takes, anything that you think about new music on the scene. You can go ahead and comment on that on the first day out post that you'll see on all of our social media. So we won't waste any more time. We're going to jump straight into it. This is 2019 Music Madness. We're going to discuss Chris Brown's most recent studio effort. It's Indigo. The cover is interesting. The track list is interesting. The amount of tracks definitely interesting. But it's less than heartbreak on a full moon, so I guess we should be excited about that. But the big standout that probably broke the internet as soon as it was discovered was the collaboration track that he has with Drake. The lead single off of that album is called No Guidance. They've got a video for it and everything. And it looks like these guys have patched things up since there are days of not seeing eye to eye, but it's taking over the radio. It's taking over all playlists right now. And this is definitely something that has catapulted Chris Brown and Drake back into the national spotlight with the type of record that both of these guys have a penchant for making. And it's something that helped Drake propel that care package back into the atmosphere. A bunch of previously released tracks, old cuts that didn't make certain albums put it together and dropped it for his fans but the biggest picture here that we're focusing on is this collaboration between chris brown and drake was it worth it i definitely think so it's a smash it's a hit everybody's playing it everybody's loving it do you think these guys just did this for the celebrity do you think these guys can work together more in the future we're definitely expecting some more drake work so will Chris Brown be on a Drake album? I believe he would be. I think that's the smartest move. And I think Drake has had a very, very good gift for making the next logical move. And I think Chris Brown will definitely be on his album. And it may even be a single just depending on what type of record it is and what time of the year the record drops. So definitely look forward to more work between these two guys and the next biggest topic on the album the controversy behind the line black bees with the nice hair now this was uttered on chris brown's song with little wayne and joiner lucas and it is called need a stack and this is what we're focused on as far as the imagery it displays you know a lot of people 
got on Beyonce on Sorry for saying you better call Becky with the good hair. And I think that was more so something you could focus on than this is. I mean, he didn't say black women don't have good hair or he only wants black light skinned women with nice hair or anything like that. He wants a woman with nice hair. Now, I understand that Chris Brown's got a lot of flack in his history. He's got a lot of passes in his history. But this personally is something that I don't think he should be attacked on for the simple fact. He said he wants a black woman with nice hair. He didn't say light skin. He didn't say dark skin. He said black with nice hair. If anything, you should have a problem with the word he used to describe women. Obviously, it's censored out, but in the grand scheme of things when you sit there and you try to break this man down or discredit him and pull all the history on riders and who he lets in his vip sections and clubs and go do all that digging you still listen to his music you still gonna play it you still gonna quote it for the captions on your pictures on social media he wants a black woman with nice hair who don't want somebody with nice hair women even want men with nice hair so i feel like this was blown way out of proportion obviously i'm not saying you don't have a validated reason to feel like this line was out of line for chris but it was blown way into more than it should have been because everybody has preferences that's like saying you have a problem with him saying he likes black women with nice teeth well, if we ain't got nice teeth, we gonna complain about that. Chris Brown shouldn't discriminate. Like, he said nice. He didn't say good. Nice. That means something that is viewed upon by most people as pleasant or desirable. So it's not like he's saying, oh, I don't want dreadlocks or oh, I don't want bantu knots or cornrows or braids or something. He said nice hair. So he's not necessarily singling out the texture of the hair or even the style. He doesn't want a weak frontal or a crooked wig or whatever he wants a woman with nice hair and a lot of people criticize him everybody on this planet has preferences especially when it comes to looking for somebody that they desire what manner it's in is discretionary but everybody has standards this was nothing to jump on chris brown about especially all the things he's done in his career it's crazy because a lot of people that's attacking him for this nice hairline are probably some of the same people that gave him a pass with the Rihanna situation or some of the people that gave him a pass for other things that he's done fighting in public and what have you but he can't say he wants a woman with nice hair I definitely don't agree with that I'm interested to hear your takes why you feel how you feel every social media page ruko podcast facebook instagram and twitter and the last thing i want to touch on in relation to chris brown's indigo album listen to it a few times it's a really good album and uh one thing that stuck out to me was the high track count and as you know anybody that's listened to chris brown's last two albums it's been something that really sticks out you know he had what almost 50 songs on heartbreak on a full moon and he's got what 30 songs on indigo so honestly when you look at what chris brown has been doing as of late it's not really outlandish but you really look at the time you're spending listening to it and i feel like this album was more quality so it was easier to listen to it rather than listen to something 
so long and not really be happy with it yeah just for clarity obviously i want to make sure i get this right heartbreak on a full moon had 45 tracks and indigo had 32 so looking at what chris brown has put together just as far as uh, music, he's definitely given his hardcore fans a lot of content and he's got to be applauded for that because look at it on the uh, rap side as well. A lot of guys that Kanye influenced last summer or a lot of acts because he did Tiana's album too. They gave us seven tracks. So we got seven tracks from Nas. We got seven tracks from Ye. Uh, Kanye did a collab with Kid Cudi. Seven tracks. Push It T. One of the best albums of the year. Considerably. Seven tracks. Chris Brown's got 32 so I mean you can't fault him for quantity but this is definitely a step in the right direction as far as quality a lot of these tracks are good I keep a lot of these tracks putting indigo above heartbreak so which one do you think is better heartbreak on a full moon or indigo is the collab with Drake enough to carry that over his last album is the fact that his previous album heartbreak had enough to basically qualify for a two disc set let me know what you think again twitter facebook instagram ruko podcast feel free to leave the comments and let us know what you think now we're gonna jump into lil nas x and the phenomenon that he has created sweeping music almost worldwide with his hit old town road he's got that original version which he crafted and on the remix he went and grabbed country legend billy ray cyrus on the record just to double down on that country feel and solidify the tracks definition of a country themed song so you don't necessarily have to be a rapper or make rap music just because you're a black male or have that background or that history i don't know how deep his history has been prior to this blow up but there was a lot of argument debate back and forth about whether or not to even call this a country record and they even took it off of the country billboard charts at one point because a lot of people did not agree with it being labeled such so i definitely got to give a huge salute to billy ray cyrus for backing this young man and helping him thrive in that lane for this record and just seeming to do it the right way without any malice or vengeance from the backlash that he's received now his ep that released that contains the original and the remix of this record is called seven that's the ep he's also got a record with cardi b called rodeo and that's probably going to blow up across the airwaves just because of the magnetic pull that cardi has on anything she gets on and i feel like going back to old town road a big key to the success of that record is this a clean record everybody's got a little western feel in them when a good record comes on you know nobody really turns it away kids can play it adults can play it they can play it together they can listen to it together it can be played at the same functions and a lot of people love the record so having a big hit that you don't have to amend and chop up and mix up curse words and profanities and things like that really just helped propel him faster in a larger light so that was a smart move to go that way another record that he has on this ep is called closure in which he seemingly alludes to being a member of the lgbtq community 
And of course, you know how pop culture and society is once something like this happens. The jokes go way back to his record, Old Town Road, about the horses and the riding and all of that. But I feel like this should be kept away from his success from that hit and just address it if you're going to address it at all as a person and his decision don't bring it to his music and what he's did and don't try to sully his success based on the way he lives his life i'm pretty sure that was a personal decision he wasn't doing it for headlines so to kind of drag it through the mud again i find that kind of weak and I don't think it really has anything to do with his records and what records he makes and how he expresses himself on those records. All in all, this is a young, bright star in the music industry, regardless of what type of music he decides to make. So I wish him continued success so far. He's done a great job and I hope we see a lot more from him and him just continuing to push those boundaries of what music is called, what, how it's labeled. And how people receive it so we're just looking forward to what he's got coming out next please have your inputs on Lil Nas X maybe any features you've heard from him any of your standout tracks from his EP or comments on the artist in general leave them on the Ruko podcast pages on Facebook Instagram or Twitter any way you feel like it and we'll be happy to address them and share those opinions throughout the web next we're going to get into a surprise shock not lyric wise or music wise but just impact wise revenge of the dreamers three for everybody that's in the know that's j cole and the dreamville crew their third compilation this is a big big hit they got a lot of features on there from ty dollar sign to the baby they even got a sneak appearance from kendrick on there this is a great blend of music from cole and his entourage i mean honestly i've heard some of the revenge of the dreamers and the first two don't sound like this i know it takes growth i know they've added more people but they sound nothing like this and i was thoroughly impressed because cole has done masterful work by himself and when you talk in circles and you hear a lot of people that listen to boss or they listen to jid you know they listen to a few of the other artists on the label they don't really have that same energy in their voice when they talk about those like they do about cole you really got to tip your cap to cole i mean he's made his last two albums with no features and for him to go all in and throw other guests from across the industry onto this posse record i mean it's a great piece of work in my opinion one of the best albums of the year and we still got three and a half more months to go so it's hard to beat that you also look at what cole accomplished with the dream fest it got postponed due to weather came back huge turnout people loved what they saw apparently i wasn't fortunate enough to go maybe i get to go to the next one but man to have all of his artists perform there then drop this and you know old ways that the posse records were done they have huge stand out parts by the ringleader and then let the other artists get in where they fit in Cole threw middle child on there and he for the most part got out the way 
his verses don't overshadow anybody they blend in with the rest of them not saying they're all on cole's level but cole doesn't get on there and just body everybody where you're not even listening to the other artists the other artists are very prominent and it's it's a well-balanced album it's got a lot of tracks on there that fit well together and they got a smooth sound it doesn't sound like anybody's forcing something that they don't naturally do cole has brought something different to the game and what we love about his solo albums it seems to be crafted into this dreamville collaboration album as well the lead off single down bad i mean that sounds like just a whole bunch of cats somewhere in the basement just spitting and trying to outdo one another and that's what hip-hop is all about just really giving their all and they did it well they did it on other tracks too i mean if you haven't heard the whole album go listen to it even if you want to skip middle child just listen to everything else i mean it's definitely worth it and honestly i feel like this is one of the best label albums not crew you know dreamville is not just a crew it's not a collective it's the label and for them to do what they did so well man that is crazy like they really put it all together in order to make something special one of the best label efforts that i i say i've ever heard you got some cats they'll put out like a effort from the guys that they work closely with or girls the people they work closely with and then they'll put out a label effort and it's not really cohesive it doesn't really sound as cohesive as most pieces should but man this this is something else right here like this may be one of the best label album compilations of all time <laughs> you can look however far you want to look at it i mean i i, I can't put any especially rap or hip-hop wise i can't put any stable putting out music as a whole to compare to this and i'm not trying to say these are the best group of rappers ever but this is one of the best collective albums i think i've ever heard and it's something to be said when you got one of the best up and coming artists in the game doing this a lot of these guys that have done it in the past are established already and it's really disappointing to see them not able to put something that feels organic and that gels together properly because they're so busy trying to get their shine and promote their artist second it seems like cole is just wanting everybody to get their own on this and they do that then he's gonna get in where he fits in rather than beating his chest and saying i'm cold and these are my people and i've heard nothing but great reviews about it and i think the only track that i would say isn't really something that sticks out to me is that 1993 track i understand you know they're trying to do something different outside the box and collab and kind of like spark up something that's real dope and they do the start and stop concept and cutting mcs off it's a lot it's a lot we could have done without that record we could have done with something a little bit more appealing to listen to you know that sounded better sonically that did a little something more for the audience rather than just some they sound like they're goofing around in the studio so other than that it is phenomenal but you look at one track you could have took off versus a lot of other albums having four or five tracks you could do without and i think they did pretty good for it to be so many artists on this project so another bomb job from cole on some music uh, dreamville's on the come up i think they're doing an amazing job and how cole just intertwined everything you know he kind of set the platform with kod cole actually had it not this past season but the season before last he had his music played on the playoffs and then he was able to perform at all-star weekend so he built his portfolio from kod then had the dream fest 
then drop revenge of the dreamers 3 i mean that that's so phenomenal and the work he's done is amazing so you gotta tip your caps a round of applause to dreamville for putting together some great music one of the best albums this year across the whole industry not just hip-hop so we definitely look forward to hearing from him let us know what your favorite track is off of revenge of the dreamers 3 ruko podcast facebook instagram twitter hit us up and let us know you disagree with my take on 1993 let me know why i definitely love to hear that if you got a better collaboration whatever you want to call it that you think is better than this or you want to tell me where this ranks give me like a top five definitely love to hear it at ruko podcast on facebook instagram and twitter on your feed so go ahead and let us know and we'll be happy to discuss those the final topic of this portion of the episode which is the spotlight shine we're going to highlight two artists that aren't necessarily new to the scene but they are blowing up in a major way especially this summer first artist we're going to touch on is none other than meg the stallion she's come out strong out of houston with a lot of noise on the scene really got that big break with the tina snow mixtape with that song big old freak everybody loves it it's still getting spins today and she's currently on tour promoting that fever album so she's got hits galore ready to drop a lot more and she recently released the hot girl summer record featuring Nicki minaj and ty dolla sign so look out for that if you haven't already heard it and a few of the records she's got out now as a featured artist one of my personal favorites is she live by maxo cream off the Brandon Banks album and she's also got a feature spot on a new Juicy J record called Three Point Stance and that features the City Girls so check that out definitely something to close out the summer strong hey I haven't heard her do anything that's not hot yet so she's really keeping the hot girl summer movement at the focal point everybody's talking about it everybody's trying to live it so kudos to her for creating a movement that's so major right now and she's still doing her thing she's on interviews she's on instagram and she's got the whole world on notice all day every day the next artist i want to put on this spotlight shine is the baby coming straight out of north carolina charlotte to be exact and he's been in the game for a little while but he recently got a huge break all of his hard work is paid off so salute to him as well He's got the record Baby on Baby, which all of those records are seemingly on the radio at some point or another in various cities across the country. And his big one, of course, Suge, the record everybody loves right now and is his top one. You know, you got Babysitter with Offset. That's making a lot of noise right now. That's bubbling. And people are recognizing his talent. He's got a lot of features as well. He's featured on this new Chance record called Hot Shower also with made in tokyo on that track real dope and he's actually one of the featured guests we touched on this earlier on the dreamville revenge of the dreamers 3 compilation he's on the track called under the sun that's j cole that's loot and the baby all north carolina natives and they got kendrick on that hook so check them out a lot of people are saying that's the best verse they've ever heard from them thus far and that's a pretty big claim. I mean, you got to step it up when you were calling them, but it's a real dope verse and he's come a long way. A lot of people don't remember. He used to go as Baby Jesus and he was at South by Southwestern a few years back, that music festival, performing on stage in a diaper and everybody was really giving him a lot of flack for it. But he's come a long way now. He's one of the top headlining artists in the country. 
getting a lot of shows crunk and he's keeping it real checking a lot of these guys looking for clout on social media you all saw the video of the guy that was trying to check him in the mall or somewhere talking junk egging him on and he gave him a chance to leave him alone and go on about his business but he gave the guy what he wanted and that's that attention and just knocked him out so he's obviously not one to play with he's not just flexing on his record so hey leave a man alone and let him get his money he's doing a sensational job on the music scene and we looking forward definitely us here in north carolina alone looking forward to hearing what he brings to the table just off of the buzz that he's got going right now so meg and the baby looking forward to more of their future projects look forward to their longevity in the game especially if they can keep bringing it at a talented level a reason i picked both of these artists is because a lot of people you know since the innovation of hip-hop you want to be so lyrical or you want to get on a beat proper or you know as years have passed you want to be on the the latest wave or what have you but these artists definitely take a good approach by going with hot beats and actually having talent they can actually spit so it's not just trap rap it's not just mumble rap it's not just lyricism displays like they got a good bit of both and they mix it well and they perform extremely well and all of their records are catching people's ears and captivating them for the long run so i salute both of them and speaking of the two together they also have a record that's been burning up the summer it's called cash ish you can look it up and that's on megan's fever album so it doesn't really get much more hotter than that the two artists that are in the spotlight shining bright right now got a record together maybe we'll hear some more of them especially with the baby on tour and doing everything that he's doing he was at the bet award so maybe he can get a record with meg in and we can hit his combo again they really got some heat right now so i salute those two doing their thing at the moment and for a long time to come all right so everybody i appreciate you sticking with me choosing to listen not losing to listen to the ruko podcast this wraps up episode three i like to give a big thanks to everybody that's listened thus far tell a friend to tell a friend we're pushing a hundred listens on the podcast so i deeply 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 thank you for each and every listen that you took the time to take on these episodes this portion of this episode if this is your first one welcome you can check out the page based mainly on anchor.fm search ruko podcast but it's available on apple it's available on spotify we've got links through facebook instagram and twitter all under the handle ruko podcast and i want to give a shout out to my homeboy sensei definitely giving me the tips of the trade and giving me a lot a lot a lot i'm telling you people a lot of tips on fine-tuning this podcast to be something a lot more enjoyable to listen to rather than just me talking so that was him bringing in the suggestions to help me tighten this thing up the first part of episode three and definitely this part and got a lot of more improvements to make if you got suggestions definitely welcome to them if you send it to other people doing podcasts and they got suggestions please send them our way if you got any takes on the topics discussed on these portions of this episode three this double dose feel free to get on the pages like follow share comment subscribe do it all ruko podcast facebook twitter instagram and we'll definitely keep you posted engage you with the topics that have been on this episode and keep dropping little hints about episode four which we'll be dropping this month as well so 
stay tuned any topic or episode ideas or suggestions you have leave them on the page as well we're always looking for feedback thanks again for listening to ruko spot your out